remember that your health is the most important thing. Without your health, you don't have anything. So welcome to another episode of the Indian's Guide to Studying Abroad, a podcast that provides you with the information you need to study in countries such as the UK, Australia, the US and Canada. I'm Dr. Ranjit Kutan. And I'm Professor Tony Stewart. And we're the co-hosts of the show. In our last episode, we explored COVID-19 and the restrictions that students need to be aware of when considering studying abroad. It was popular with our listeners, especially due to the changing measures, which include full and partial lockdowns, a tier system and other local measures. We did mention that rules can be very confusing. We weren't too surprised when we received lots of feedback from students already studying abroad. Our thanks in particular to Rohit studying in Harvard in the US, Lakshmi studying at the London School of Economics and Abhishek studying at the Melbourne Institute of Technology. These and many other listeners suggested that we do a show outlining the COVID restrictions and tips to cope with these for those already studying abroad. Yes, as most people are already studying abroad and those preparing to start early in the new year have some time to submit their applications. And if you are considering submitting your application, please remember we do have an episode on what to include in your application. So take a look at that. It will be in the show notes. So we'll include that in the show notes for this episode as well. But we felt today it was best to focus this episode on what you need to consider if you're already studying overseas. And we thought we'd have a bit of fun with this as well. So to make this easy to remember, we've used COVID as an acronym. And with each of those letters, we've grouped these into five areas. The first one uh, to start with, C, is for care. And what we're suggesting is care for yourself. You need to take responsibility for your health. And to stay healthy, we recommend that you register with a physician or a GP immediately. Yeah, I mean, this was our final area of focus in our last episode when we looked at COVID and, and the restrictions. And on reflection, it should have been our first. And thank you to our listeners who told us that, because really care is the most important thing for you, isn't it, Tony? Absolutely. It is the most important thing. And without your health, you don't have anything. We, we mentioned some things before, but I think it's useful to just touch on those again. So what can students do to ensure they care for themselves if they are already studying abroad? Okay. Well, we've already um, said the first one, which is registering with a GP. Now, your university will provide you with information of how to do this. And they'll also give you a list of available GPs and physicians in the local area. So do make sure that you find out that information and register promptly. It's a good idea not to leave it until you need somebody. Uh, yeah. because That can cause you problems. And sometimes you really do need to get in touch with somebody straight away. You're right, Tony. I think in the UK, we have a system with, you know, it's free registration with a GP. But in other countries, you'd have to have insurance. So that's something people would have prepared before they go out, I guess. Yes, indeed. Uh, of course, there are emergency services. So find out how to contact them. In the UK, you can phone 999 if you need an ambulance. Mm. If you don't need an ambulance, but you still want to talk to somebody about your health, you can call 111, for example. So uh, where you are, find out how to contact the emergency services so that when you need them, you haven't got to spend time trying to find out the information. That's a really good point. And I think, you know, if it was me, I'd probably have that on a piece of paper stuck on the wall. So, yep. you know, if I needed to find it, I don't have to open my PC it's That's there right. so I can see it. That's right. And do have a look 
at the information that's on your wall frequently. So you will mm. remember this where you need it. It's on the wall. Yeah. <laughs> so you don't go start having a look in drawers and folders and yeah. things. Because often when I've got things displayed, I don't remember I've got them displayed there. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking at my wall now, actually. I've got a, a few things displayed. I've got numbers for family members. I've even got 111 and 911 as well, because you can call 911 in the UK. And that's a replacement yep. for 999. It sounds a little bit complicated now thinking about it, but it's really not that complicated. I think, as you said, Tony, if you just find out that information, it's really important to do that before you have a problem. Yes, it is. Staying with the medical side of things, think about any medications that you know that you can get in your home country and may not be able to find so easily in your host country. That's true. I think um, I'm just thinking of some of those um, home remedies. You know, I was born in the UK, but uh, my parents came from the Punjab and there's all these little home remedies that we use. I mean, they're not medications really, but Mm. um, it's things like if I've got a bit of a sore throat, I might have um, turmeric in milk. Have you tried that, Tony? I've heard about it, but no, I never have actually. That's interesting though. I, I already like the sound of it. It's it's okay. You have to have a bit of honey in it as well. So I think ah, that helps. Even better. But um, I mean, that, those aren't medications, but those are sort of things that, you know, if you want to ask your parents, how, how do you make those sort of things, you know, yeah. plan and prepare that beforehand. But there may be other medications, as you say, that you, you might be able to get. And also people need to be aware, don't they, that you can't take certain things that might be legal in some countries, but not Absolutely. in others. Absolutely. Yeah. Make sure it's legal to actually bring it into the UK or yeah. the country that you're going to. Yes. And uh, you might also want to stock up a little bit on some other medications, Um, for example, paracetamol painkillers, so that when you need them, if you need them, you've got them there and you haven't got to go hunting around and trying to find a pharmacy or a supermarket or something like that. That's so true. I mean, just those sort of simple medications can just, you know, you have a headache or something, you don't feel like going out. If you have it to hand, that's just ideal. That's it. They aren't expensive. We've all we've got a little container in our kitchen. It's a Tupperware container. And yeah. we've got things like paracetamol, ibuprofen. We've got hay fever tablets as well. Yeah. So that if we need one, we haven't got to go searching around. And, and yeah, and these things aren't going to help you necessarily with COVID. <laughs> I mean, they're that. not necessarily, no. <laughs> but they're about keeping you healthy and keeping you well. And if you if you stay healthy and stay well, then you can at least fight off any initial infection of some kind. Yeah. So, yeah. So apart from the medical sorts of things, Ranjit, what other things do you think uh, people can do to stay healthy? Well, there are other ways you can stay healthy. I mean, we talked before about walking and getting some exercise. So, you know, even if you're in a kind of lockdown or the restrictions, you are able to go out and about and you may not be able to go to the gym, for example. I know a lot of gyms have closed, but yeah, you can go walking in the outdoors and, and that's always a good one. I think the other one is talking to people. So keeping in touch with people, it's really important, especially if you're living in private accommodation, you may not be with other students. So if you haven't made friends, go out, make some friends with your group and keep in touch with them, you know, through phone calls, you can do video chats, through Zoom, Teams, lots of different options these days. Anything else, Tony, what would you suggest? Well, of course, uh, what you're saying there, talking to people... Um, as well as helping our physical health, it can help our mental health as well. And that's so important if you're away from home, isn't it? Yeah, that's so true. And and I think plan these things in. So plan them yes. into your um, 
into your time that you have because we don't have a lot of time each day so there's lots of demands on our time and we're going to be talking about that in a little bit so i'm not going to say too much now so in terms of um and you've touched touched on this already about mental health i think really really useful thing is mindfulness and just using some of the techniques of mindfulness have a look online there's techniques you can use another one that's really important and a lot of indians do this is yoga I've done a bit of yoga in my life, but I don't do it every day. And yoga is a really important thing because it helps connect the mind and the body and helps to ground you. Have you done yoga, Tony? I've never done yoga, but um, I do occasionally use something called a mindfulness body scan. Okay, what's that? Um, You just think about each individual part of your body, either starting from your feet and going upwards or your head and going downward. I find it a really relaxing, peaceful thing to do. Uh, Maybe it would be worth finding out a little bit about it. I like it. You may like it or you might not. Is that focusing on the here and now? Is that part of it? Or That's right. So you think about, for example, think about your neck as you're proceeding down or up, and you just think about how your neck is feeling right now. If you've got any pain there or anything irritating, just accept that that's there and move on to the next part. So it's great for just taking a bit of time out, I guess, and, and just thinking about your what, what you need as well and what you may need. So, okay. So uh, one of the other things that we talked about last time was about some life lessons as well. So learning how to cook, eating well is really important. And again, we're going to talk about that in a minute. So I'm not going to say too much now. Yes, it is. And getting some experience and knowledge of how to cook food yourself can also be useful. It's very easy to live on very cheap microwave meals, uh, for example, but they're not the healthiest. No, you're right. So second area that we thought of. So looking at the, the O in COVID, the O is for organisation. Keeping busy will help, especially if you're living alone. And if you're in a lockdown situation or there's some sort of tier system going on, or if you're only allowed limited access to on-campus activities. Now, in the universities where we teach, we are having a system of blended learning. Learning is taking place online some is on campus. So people do get some interaction, but that's not the same everywhere. So plan your studies, use your calendar and create to-do task lists. So you know exactly what you've got to do and when and how much time you have for other activities. And planning is really important because you'll be expected to do a lot of self-directed study and reading. Now, this is something I know you've mentioned before, Tony, about the difference in expectations compared to when students are studying in India, compared to where they're studying yes. in other parts of the world. So it's really important. And we're going to look at we're going to look at that in depth in one of our shows, aren't we? Yeah, that's right. We are. But of course, um, studying groups, you can form small friendship groups with people on your course. It can be a support group. You can keep in touch with each other. And as we've said before, if there are things you don't understand, you can talk them through. Perhaps there's one of you who understands them and can help the rest of you to understand it. So that can be really useful. So those can be helpful in all sorts of ways, not just um, your health, your mental health, your organisation, your understanding of the things you're learning. Uh, And that can be really useful. And of course, it keeps you from being lonely as well, doesn't it? 
That's so true. And the university where you're studying will provide support for you as well. They'll provide those opportunities or create those opportunities. So check out the support pages on their websites and, you know, speak to your program leaders or people involved in the organization yes. of your course, because they'll be able to let you know what they can do and, and how they can help you. On the point of organisation, I just wanted to mention something. I mean, do you use an online calendar, Tony, or do you use a paper calendar like a, you know, like a diary? No, I use an online calendar. Okay. That calendar enables me to keep electronic to-do lists. Personally, I prefer paper to-do lists. Okay. So I've got a mixture of the two, a hybrid, if you like. Yeah, because I use a lot of um, electronic resources so i use a google calendar so gmail mm -hmm. calendar and i do find it's really useful because it can synchronize from my desktop to my phone and also what i use my calendar for is i block out time so if i'm reading i'll block out time it's not just appointments i might block Absolutely. out some time for a mindfulness what was it a body scan you mentioned <laughs> yes so i might even block out time for that because we're both very busy and i i don't know about you tony but i tend to go through a day and, and forget to actually stop and take a break and my to-do task list, again, is electronic. And I use something called Trello. Have you heard of Trello, Tony? Yes, I definitely have. Yes. Good. Yeah, I, I love Trello. So I'm going to encourage our listeners to have a, have a look at Trello. It's free. And maybe we'll do a session on Trello and how it can help students studying abroad. You can create tasks. You can even create group tasks as well. So if you're working on a, a project at university with a, a group of students, you can use Trello. So it just Great. helps me to keep on track with things. We hope you're enjoying the show. We're taking a quick break to remind you to subscribe to our podcast on your listening platform of choice so you can hear about new episodes. Yes, and go to our website, thestudyabroadshow.com and sign up to receive our free newsletter and download our free study abroad checklist. This is your essential guide that's going to walk you through every step of the process and help to make your dream of studying abroad a reality. And now we'll rejoin the show. O was for organisation, Tony. So what does V stand for? Well, Ranjit, V stands for vitamins. And what we're okay. saying here is to eat healthily, to avoid becoming ill. Learn a few recipes so you can cook meals at home. We've said this before. Have you got any student recipe ideas, Ranjit? Well, I don't know if people would, would eat them. I'm just thinking back to when <laughs> I was a student. And anything I used to make, I'd call it, say, pasta surprise, because the surprise was I don't really know what's going to go in it. So <laughs> I'd have rice surprise. Everything was something surprise. You just have to know how things combine and, and what you like and experiment is what I say. You can cook quite a lot of things and you don't have to go out for meals. It was a long time ago when I was at university back in the early 90s. I don't think there was as many fast food places as there are now. So you couldn't really get food quite easily out. So yeah, pasta, rice dishes, those sort of things. Um, I was vegetarian at the time. So I'm not now, right. <laughs> but um, right. it was probably easier being vegetarian because you could just, you know, make a stew or something. And I'd make a lot of Indian recipes as well. So a lot of curries as well. But yeah, eating healthily is really important. And and when we call this, we, we thought, well, what can we go with V? And we thought of vitamins. And it's true because if you eat healthily, you'll get your vitamins, you'll feel better. And feeling better will will help you generally with your studies as well. 
there are some thoughts that um, taking vitamin supplements can be helpful. Yeah. I, I think that there is some conflicting evidence on this, but it might be worth considering doing that. And especially with COVID, uh, yeah. we're hearing at the moment that it may be beneficial to take certain vitamin supplements. I've been taking vitamin D and vitamin B12 since April when I heard about this. So I don't know if it's doing much to, you know, I don't know if it's helping me much, but, you know, I've heard the same things. Mm. And a lot of Indian people do have have lower vitamin D levels anyway. So taking a supplement, right. especially now we're, we're in winter where there's less opportunity to be outside and there's less sun, it's a really important thing. Yes, indeed. Uh, I personally take a vitamin supplement every day, but that's just because I, I rather like it. I take one of these... Um, dissolvable vitamin c tablets okay um that sort of is an orange flavor and it's rather nice You're trying not uh, to say the brand are you <laughs> no 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 the uh it's one i get from my local supermarket and okay. it's their brand so uh, you don't have to pay big bucks for the really expensive stuff i don't think okay because I, I i have the one that i'm going to mention the brand in case they want to sponsor the show and that's barocca <laughs> and i do like yep. it and it tastes really nice actually absolutely yes the one i take is vitamin c and zinc Okay. Uh, but that that's just my personal choice. Some people say that can help to boost the immune system. Yeah. Yeah. This one is uh, the Barocca one is like for everything. So moving on, sticking with the acronym COVID and we're now yes. on I. So Indeed. I is for India. It's really important to keep in touch with family at home in India. So your family and friends, but also think about your friends nearby. So you may have already made friends as we've already talked about and keep in touch with these people, you know, not just about your studies, talk about what else is going on. That will help you if you're not feeling too well. It's good to keep in touch with people to let them know. Teaching staff, keep in touch with them. Let them know how things are going and let them know how you are, especially if you're not on campus and you're studying online, then, you know, drop them a line, let them know how you're getting on. Well, I would be thinking about what sort of people it would be useful for you to be in touch with and make sure that you are. Uh, you know, sometimes we've got our group around us, but we suddenly realise that there are people who we haven't spoken to for a long time who actually can be really helpful and we really like to talk to and we don't speak to them as often as we'd like to. So maybe it's worth mm. thinking who that wider group could include. That's really interesting. I was on a, a training course many years ago and one of the things they talked about was your influence circles so yep. this was in a business context and they were saying that you should think through all the different people that you communicate with or you contact and think about where they sit in terms of who do you contact every week every two weeks every month yeah um, so it might be an idea to write a list and use that approach because sometimes we can get so busy in what we're doing that we forget to call family at home and you know it's really important that you stay connected and, um, and, you know, family at home, it might be you call them every couple of days. So make a list of, of people, especially where you're studying. You know, you might need to get in touch with your personal tutor or your advisor or lecturer. And you might might decide to get in touch with them every week, every couple of weeks, just to check yes. in and, and tell them how you're getting on with your studies. And I think it's also worth, as far as all of these things we're talking about on this podcast, these are things you can be doing before you travel or certainly before you start your studies. Don't leave them until your studies begin and you get really busy. Uh, use the free time that you have to be making these arrangements so that you don't have to think about them uh, when the going gets tough. 
Just going back to students who are already studying abroad, we already mentioned having emergency numbers on a piece of paper on your wall, on your noteboard. Maybe include a list of people that you need to keep in touch with, because if you see it, it'll remind you. I'm a great one for making lists and hanging them up so that you've got everything you need in front of you. Um, It's organised. So finally, uh, in COVID, we have D. What's D for? We do. D is for diligence. And as with your studies, constant effort will ensure that you achieve your goals. So keep to the guidance, even during those times when you feel exhausted with it or just want to give up. Make sure that you understand the restrictions and the rules and make sure you actually abide by them. It's important to know what the rules are, because if you don't obey them, it could result in a fine. It could, in extreme cases, result in you being thrown off your course, and nobody would want that. It's also important to know where to find that information about the restrictions and the rules. One thing that I personally found at the start of the COVID pandemic was the thing about social distancing. And I found that sometimes I kind of forget about it. I wasn't ignoring it, but I'd go walking through somewhere and I'd be going up the wrong aisle or something like that. Not not doing it on purpose. Uh, It's just so easy to forget about it because it's not natural to us. So what I'm saying here, it's worth making sure that you think about this, think about what you need to do and to be diligent about making sure that you are actually doing it. That's, uh, it's interesting you say that, Tony. I was um, getting some petrol in my car, and yep. in England you have to wear a face mask when you enter a, a shop. And I filled my car up, and I went in to pay. And as I went in, I just noticed, I thought, why are people staring at me? And it's because I forgot to put my oh, face yes. mask on. And yep. it was only a brief visit inside. The people were behind screens, but I felt really bad. And I felt like having to say, I do know the rules. I've just totally forgotten. <laughs> yes, it's a great point that you make. I was going to say that I've got several friends who have actually challenged people about not keeping social distancing okay. and about not wearing masks. And on every occasion, it's just resulted in them being abused. So you've got to consider, is it worth is it worth actually saying anything? Well, I'm glad those friends weren't in the petrol station when, when I didn't have my mask on. I think it was it was it was interesting because I did feel like people were giving me that look of you know don't you know and I, I, yeah. I'm actually asthmatic so I find it difficult to breathe in a mask but I do it anyway for my own protection and other people's as well and I think you know there there are things you can buy now I've heard to to help with ventilation and yes stop your glasses steaming up so that's my next uh, purchase online. It is worth mentioning that certain people are exempt from wearing masks. And, of course, we're told that we shouldn't have to ask them about that. We shouldn't have to ask them for reasons, which is interesting because we're saying that, you know, people are looking at us, but on the other hand, we're being told uh, they may not need to wear one and you shouldn't be asking them. Yeah, it's confusing. And that's why I think people need to understand the rules and restrictions. And they change so quickly. I don't know if you're getting this, Tony, but I get a lot of uh, messages by WhatsApp, people sending me videos of, have you heard of this? Or did you know this was happening? And only yesterday, somebody sent me something about the the, the new vaccine. So we're recording yes. this at the time when there's news about a new vaccine that Pfizer has has come up with, and it's gone through its checks and potentially could be with us by, you know, in December. And somebody sent a video of, again, it was sort of scaremongering. My friend who sent it just put a comment on the bottom that said, I don't know what to believe anymore. 
And I think that's the problem we're getting. It's easier to share information. It's easier to discuss things, but there's a lot of misinformation and confusion. I think that's always been the case. Mm. And um, I mean, uh, the press don't always help. I've mm. got an example of one particular online newspaper that ran an article saying about the risks from alcohol, yeah. um, of cancers and all sorts of other things, and then ran a story quoting an ex expert who said that as long as you don't drink more than 80 units of alcohol a week, you'll probably be fine. <laughs> so in the same publication, yeah. two things that say exactly the opposite of each other. Then, of course, you raise the important point about anti-vaxxers. Yeah. And we've had those for an awfully long time who believe that vaccination is actually harmful. Some people think yeah. that the government is trying to use it to kill us and all sorts of conspiracy theories and yeah. and other things. I'm trained in public health, mm. and so I feel that vaccination is a good thing. Mm. I've got friends who are medics, however, some of who tell me that they would never have the oh. vaccination and they would never let their children have one. So right. it's um, a point that's being seriously debated, but my personal feeling is that vaccination is a good thing. It's it's interesting because um you know we actually teach as well as you know support public health Indeed. professionals in in practice and I get a lot of friends asking me I don't know if you do Tony but they they constantly ask me what do you think what do you yes. think Ranjir what's happening with this or what's going to happen next and they seem to think that we have some information that they don't have um, mm. so we have it first or if only Yes. And uh, yeah, we just have the same information as everyone else and we get it at yeah. the same time. So we're equally surprised when things happen. And we're trying to work our way through all the misinformation as well. So just on that point about understanding the restrictions or rules or what's going on, we'd advise people to go to the trusted sources for information. And mm -hmm. they include things like government websites, also health organisations that are providing that information. That's where to get your information. One of the things we have in, I think, most countries actually is radio stations, talk radio stations, political radio yeah. stations, and occasionally listen to one in England. And what surprises me is the confusion that it creates because they have different professionals on who say different things. And yes. that doesn't help anyone. Well, in the UK, we're getting our own scientists who are completely failing to agree with each other, it seems. Yeah. Um, somebody will say one thing, the infection rate's going up, we need a lockdown. Another scientist will say absolutely not, the infection rate's actually plateaued yeah. and uh, there's no need for a lockdown. Somebody else will say, well, actually, no, both of those are wrong. It's going down. Yes. There's a downward trend. <laughs> so yes. uh, there isn't um, a lot of agreement. Uh, but then I think that's often the case with scientists, isn't it? No, and I think that's one of the skills as a student, isn't it? You're you're having to look at the information you're presented with and you're making a decision based on that. So, yeah. you know, some of the skills that you're learning in your studies is around where to find information, how to critically appraise that information, yeah. yes, and, and and the value of it as well and, and, and what that's you take right. from it. So we'll all take different things from it. But the key point here is is to to find out the information. And and the rules are really important, as you've mentioned already, Tony, about you know, you don't want to have a fine and you don't want to be thrown off your course. The other thing, just to mention quickly uh, before we wrap up, is if you are in a lockdown situation, there's no need to stockpile food. You know, we've seen this across the world where people were stockpiling food. In fact, they were stockpiling toilet paper, which I found very strange because 
I can understand the food. I couldn't really understand the toilet paper. So it is um it is a bizarre thing. And yeah. in fact, um I saw a magazine that got published during lockdown, which uh, on the front page advertised the fact that uh, it came with forty-eight free sheets of toilet paper. <laughs> Oh, were, oh yes. Which were the actual pages of the magazine? Yeah, I was a bit slow there, Tony. I, I did get it. No, no, that's all right. Um, <laughs> but, I didn't get it straight away either, Andrew. <laughs> so you don't need to stockpile on food. And I think if you do have your basic essentials at home, that's all you need. If you if you are having to quarantine for say fourteen days or or something, um, and that's why it's really useful to have a, a good local friendship network as well, because if you are ill, and uh, at least people can can bring you something. Absolutely. That's completely right. So in summary, then, to manage the COVID-19 restrictions whilst you're studying abroad, we suggest you focus on five areas and you can remember them by using the word COVID as an acronym. So we start with C, which is for care. Remember to look after yourself. Remember that your health is the most important thing to register with a GP, to make sure that you know what to do in an emergency and do things which will be looking after your physical and your mental health. Yeah, and the O in COVID is for organisation. So remember to plan, prepare, organise yourself in the sense of getting information together that you may need in case you are ill. Plan your days so that you include time for study, you include time for looking after yourself. And V is for vitamins. Remember to eat healthily and look after yourself. And I is for India. So keep in touch with family in India, friends in India, but make new friends in the host country and just generally keep in touch with people. It's good for your mental well-being. And finally, D is for diligence. Following the guidelines can be difficult, but it's for everyone's benefit. So keep to them and keep going. Okay, so as you know, we sign off each podcast with one or two actionable tasks that you can do straight away. Our top tip today is to use your calendar effectively. Use an online calendar to map out your scheduled classes, self-directed reading time, time to speak to family and friends back home, time to explore the local area through socially distanced walks, for example, and time to cook and exercise. Now we've talked about electronic versions, we've talked about paper versions, do what works best for you. So if you do this, you'll find that you'll be able to manage all the demands on your time and you can ensure that you cope with the changes as and when they happen and get through any difficult times if you do encounter illness. We're at the end of another show with lots of great pointers. We hope you found them useful. And remember, if you like the show, subscribe to our podcast on your listening platform of choice so that you can hear about new episodes. Go to our website, thestudyabroadshow.com, and sign up to receive our free newsletter and download our free study abroad checklist. This is your essential guide that's going to walk you through every step of the process and help to make your dream of studying abroad a reality. Yes, so thanks to everyone who has listened in today and until next time. Keep focused, keep studying, and keep safe.